Hi, this is Diane Peters from jcharvestinvestments.com. How are you doing today? I hope you're having a great one. Here in the Northeast, it's cloudy, but the temperature is above 65. I always told you it's above 65, then spring is here. It's a little rainy, though, at this point. Today, I want to um, continue talking about boundaries and how I'm trying to apply them to my life. And one of the things I know is important is to, you know, when I say something is to mean it. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes I think I'm communicating clearly about what I mean. But I know one thing, if I'm not communicating it in a softer, gentler way, um, it comes off kind of like um, arrogant and in some areas disrespectful. And that's not really the way I want to present myself. And so I think about how I communicate and whether or not I'm clearly stating my boundaries. And I have to be honest with you, I really don't think I have and I really don't think I always am. I I think in my head I'm always thinking, well, you should know my boundaries. You know, you you should know this. You should know this. But think about it. How are people going to know what we want if we don't say it to them? So now I have to learn, okay, you have to communicate these boundaries to people, but first you have to learn how to communicate them in a way that is not so intimidating or threatening to other people. And I know that saying nothing at all is just is just as bad. And then, like I said, if I get angry about it, well, I have to look at myself and blame myself for not clearly stating or stating at all what my boundaries actually are. So, when I think about boundaries and how I need to apply them to my life, I do know there's another layer of myself that I have to deal with, and that is my ego and my pride, which I work on as much as I possibly can and to the best of my ability. And I know that in order to do that, I have to get alone and, and really look at myself and not so quickly to look at other people and to uncover these layers that I've built up in my life to protect myself. Um, I think I've already communicated to you. I've come from a first disastrous first love in a marriage that was really confusing to me because there was domestic abuse there and there was abuse on on um, one side, but in some sense, keeping my communication to myself and not clearly stating to this individual what my expectations were, were was was kind of sad too because I realized that. I didn't understand what marriage was all about and I had no no right or, or I should never have taken on that responsibility at such a young age. Now that does not clearly mean that everybody in this at, at, at 17 and 18 should not get married, it was just I was not prepared for marriage. So as I'm trying to uncover and become my true authentic self so that I can learn uh, to communicate without attacking people or reacting to people. Now, my ego is such that it's not that I'm trying, I'm putting you down intentionally. I'm just thinking of my, my ego is this. If you challenge me, I'm going to go back at you and I am going to win. That's my mentality. So obviously, if someone sees that reaction, they must think, this girl really thinks you know, she's, I don't know if they think she's better, but she sounds like a diva. Or who is she to act this way? Not my intentions at all. Now, I must admit, in the business world, I've had to use that ego. And I think I explained to you once about how there was this vice president. We were working on a project, he and my manager and myself. This guy was like 6'4", and such uh, an intimidating presence on top of 
Um, I personally think he had a drinking problem <laughs> because his, his, his um, offer to all of us after we worked in a project a late night was just, let's all go out for drinks. But anyway, that's my personal opinion. Um, so I just remember this gentleman being so intimidating to the point that my boss would shake literally when he had to meet with this man. I felt bad for him. But I was always saying, thank God it's not me. But needless to say, it got so bad that my boss had to take a leave of absence. He was so just overwhelmed with the experience. So who did that leave to work on the project? Me. And I'm saying, me, an analyst, need to work with this vice president who, back in the day, computers were not on everybody's desk. So this guy had no clue what it it took to develop a program for our annual, annual reports. But needless to say, he asked me to present a report, to give something um, in that report that I couldn't deliver without the programmers, giving me the, the basis of the, the foundation of the structure for the program we were working on. So anyway, he asked, called me down to his office, wanted me to, to, to discuss the report I delivered to him. And before I could even open my mouth, when he realized he was meeting with, I'm not getting what I want here, he yelled at me, stood up. On, oh, stood up over me, I'm five feet, and at that time maybe I was 110 pounds, and yelled, get out of my office. You're stating you don't want to work on this report with me. And I did not say that, but he wouldn't let me say a word. He says, get out, get out. His office was on the le- lower level. I went up to our offices. The director of our department met me, and he said to me, you know, he just said that you uh, said you didn't want to work with him. And I said, he's a liar. I was so angry. And I said, he's a liar. I, I, I said, leave me alone. I've got to go to my office. I've got to cool down. I don't think I came out for the rest of the day. So mind you, this gentleman would come to the office and there were secretary, you know, our whole department and, you know, inviting everybody out for drinks or, you know, after meetings, wanting long discussions. I wasn't one of those people. If, if you ticked me off, I was not going to deal with you. And I closed them off completely to the point that one point he came to my office, stood at the door. I didn't even acknowledge him. And the programs had previously told me that they weren't going to work with him unless he worked with me. So I guess this is the reason he was at my door that day. He was standing there. I didn't even acknowledge him, like I said. And he proceeded to come in. And then he said, do you mind if I sit down? I said, there's the seat. Then he said to me, um, I have a cigarette. Back in those days, you, were, you could smoke, and I was a smoker. And I said, there's the cigarettes. And he said, well, bottom line is he ended up asking me back on the project. And I told him, this is the way we're going to work on this project. I gave him three requests or three demands, I guess I stated very clearly. And one of them is just stand back, let me do my thing, and I'll deliver you weekly reports on the basis of what we're working on, and you accept them. And I did get them to acknowledge that, you know, he really didn't understand what we were doing. No problem. Let, trust me. I'm going to handle this for you. I'm not going to make you look bad. My goal is to make you look good, deliver the product the way you want it so that you and the senior VP will shine. We agreed, shook hands, we're good. So that's how I used, my, used to use my ego in the corporate world. And sometimes you had to meet that kind of attitude with the, the, the attitude that I did have. But that doesn't necessarily mean I have to use it for everything. And that's what I'm working on. Learning to balance that attitude or that ego with every challenge that comes up against me. Because someone either doesn't agree with me or whatever doesn't necessarily mean that they're wrong. 
I realize that now that I have to look at myself and change me, as I previously stated, work on my shortcoming, so I'm balancing it so that communication is clear, my boundaries are stated, and then I find out I have a more harmonious relationship with people and individuals. Put my expectations, you know, put those expectations on myself, not on other people, because I don't have control over that. Once I do that, I feel calmer. I have less, I don't, I don't worry about a lot of things. It's like, hey, this is a great place to be. Well, anyway, I thank you so much today for listening to me. I hope you got something out of my message. I'm continuing to on this life journey, uncovering pieces and layers of myself, only trying to better myself and be a better person in this environment and world that we live in. Again, thank you for listening. I hope you're having a great day. It's Friday. Have a great weekend. I haven't met a weekend I haven't loved. Okay? Uh, You have a good one, and thank you for listening to me. God bless. This is Diane Peters from jcharvestinvestments.com.